This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Hey. Back like I never left. Back like I never left. What's up, Twig family? Yeah. Yo. I'm starting this because we in our bag. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code TWIC, T-W-I-C, at manscaped.com. Listen, uh, the Performance Package 4.0. Not Come to be on. confused with any of them other numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not messing with the 2.0, the 3.0. It Still is here, 4.0. and uh, it's a game changer. Inside the package, you'll find the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker, ear and nose trimmer. I'm not that old yet. but I, I kind of need the, a nose hair trimmer. But I look at the ages of the people who listen to this pod. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all may need a nose trimmer. Actual facts. You feel me? Actual facts. Um, crop preserver, ball deodorant. Some of you niggas need ball deodorant. Facts. I hear the I hear the girls on the podcast in the studio be talking about that. Shit. <laughs> uh, they talk about everything. Okay, uh, the crop reviver toner. What do a ball toner do? I don't know. I gotta read the back of the bottle on that one. They said this everything. Okay, I did not tone my balls. I've I've never used a toner, but you know, hey, if it crop revived, then I'm here. Uh, performance boxer briefs. Uh, travel bag to hold all your goodies. I'm taking a travel bag with me to a little trip, and uh, I'm a we gonna be all right. Yo, you feel me? The fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4000K LED spotlight. You need a more Precise shave. Come Yo, on, do man. you use like the animations in iMessage? When you send um, messages? Sometimes. Sometimes. You know, I do the little, you know, the little one you got a, the, the peeky boot, the peekaboo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I use that spotlight one. When I say some shit that yeah, needs to be highlighted yeah. or that. You ever see some news with the spotlight? <laughs> be like, <laughs> true. <laughs> anyway. Yo, I done got tip picks with the spotlight, and it's great. <laughs> well, with this fourth generation trimmer <laughs> with the four thousand K LED spotlight, send your dick pics in style, okay? <laughs> Trim that shit up, nigga. I'm telling you, Twick will get you together. Yo. You can send dick pics at an all time high. Yo. Get your lady together. What's the next holiday? Yo, this Memorial Day. <laughs> it's 4th of July. You know, shit. Niggas balls be hot in 4th of July. Nah, Yo, that's use an actual some, fact. Use some of them, uh, the ball deodorant. Yeah. <laughs> in the no, morning time. The wildest part is the next holiday is Mother's Day. <laughs> Get this, let me get this shit good for your mama. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All you single mothers out yo, here, let me get yo, my shit together. Yo, Dame, if you're trying to come get their mamas, we got something for you, man. Go to manscaped.com, enter the code TWIC TWIC, and get 20% off plus free shipping. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code TWIC at manscaped.com. 
Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for your job with Manscaped. All right. Episode 309. We right back for that power. What up, power fans? Power book ghost. We already back in the building. Episode 7, man. Um, Off top, how'd you feel about this episode, bro? Really good episode, man. I enjoyed it. There was just one thing in this episode. was It was the most egregious shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Reek gave a DEA agent a stack and said, yo, how much it costs for you to give me that badge? And dog gave it up. So um, With the jacket and the hat. On first watch, I thought that was just a custodian. You feel <laughs> me? Because niggas be wearing all blue. No, a custodian would have gave that, that badge up. Yeah. Nigga. But I don't know that that nigga was out there working around like... It was orange cones out there. <laughs> Bro, he had a DEA badge. Maybe he worked... In the DA building though So he You know what I'm saying Yo Yo Like there's people who work in the federal building Who yeah, just who clean, clean. That up. Yeah but they got a badge To get in that building They don't got a jacket <laughs> 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 Well I, Yo I got a My, my company yeah. provide me My company provide me a nice little uh, a North Face It got North Face on this side It got the company name Maybe it's a, 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 a collab Nigga <laughs> That's a UAW jacket. It's a cloud. It's a DA. And then it's a The White's custodial. What was T.I. custodial company at uh, ATL? I don't know, but when you work for Luther's janitorial. Luther's. That's what it was. DA Luther's. Yo. Yo. That nigga had a jacket, bro. But you work for the DA and nigga run up on you with a stack like that. You're giving it up? No. Especially when he looked 12. I'm like, who the fuck is this little kid, bro? Somebody broke my car, dog. And it was a pound of money, nigga. Yo, but the wildest part is not only did this nigga run up on a DA agent with a fucking stack and dog gave it up, but nigga, anybody working in New York at this point in law enforcement knows Tariq St. Patrick face, nigga. You can't run up, fam. You're under arrest right now. Well, the DA, they them niggas is in the back clone, back corner office. It's not like a high profile case. Yeah, I know, but everything Tariq been involved in is a high profile case. You know this nigga, bro. Like, fam, you can't run up on me when we trying to put a Rico on you. Like that, it just don't work like that. Like the DA and Snowfall would never, nigga. Tony from Snowfall, he not going, bro. He not going for this. That was my biggest fucking issue with this episode. Other than that, thought this episode was kind of fire, man. Um, Monet did a lot of Moneting. She is fucking setting it up. Drew might kill her now, cause you didn't kill my daddy and made me kill my nigga. I'm like, yo, I'm fatherless and I ain't got no boyfriend. <laughs> you a wild nigga, Monet. I don't know how. Um, like, I don't know how Monet moves forward. Because now this changes the direction of the series because like they have to find out at some point. Yeah. Or it wouldn't have happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like I I just don't know. Somebody had posed a question just like Diana take over. Yeah. Yo, uh I gotta think who put this shit out there. Maybe it was Sean Elliott. I think so. But somebody opposed what up of a picture of Rock. Uh, Lou and Marvin, mm. and then Diana, Drew, and Kane, yeah. and it's the exact same dynamic. She was the younger sister, yeah, to her two older brothers, yeah. And you know what's funny? 
because I it was Sean uh, that posted that on Twitter, and um, I told Sean I was like, man, you know, I I can't. Diana hasn't done enough in the drug game for me to see it quite yet, right? But it was a line in this episode that made me feel totally different when she was on the phone with Monet telling her about the problems with Salim and all that shit. And then Monet was like, you want me to handle it? She was like, nah, I handle it. She was like, I'm your daughter, right? You taught me everything I know. And then I thought back like, yo, even if we haven't seen you be a great drug dealer, remember, this in your blood, dog. Remember, she was grooming her. Yeah. She groomed and told him to fuck the old fat nigga. They, and they Salim told her a billion fucking times. It's in your blood. <laughs> like, this is in your blood. So, once Diana figures out a way out of fucking prison, because she for sure got arrested. On what, though? On uh, putting dope in the locker. That was a weak way to start the Rico breakdown, though. Like, Yo, she put two bricks in there. I I don't like that they putting this on a Rico charge. And that I think it's 100% because of all the, the rappers who got... That's like that's the the mm, I see you. the buzz of the thing, but like I see on, you. Yeah. Like y'all got murders and everything like that. Like if the murder gets you a, a life sentence, who the fuck cares about the Rico? Yeah, like all that shit. That y'all could put these niggas in prison, fam. Knowing that <laughs> Effie attempted to murder Lauren, and that Kane and Braden were at least aware of this murder attempt. One. Well, Lauren said specifically, Brayden is aware. I mean, is in it. Like, yeah. that go two. That's two. Fam. And you already had Brayden and Kane on a wire. Like, where did the wire go? <laughs> Y'all have them niggas on drugs. Then you got Brayden and Effie on fucking attempted murder. Yo, three out of the five people y'all want to arrest, y'all literally have booked, solid, done. Why are you trying to still make a case? How what, bad you what, want fucking what, Tariq? What is the case? Well, now they tying. Seven niggas to them two bricks. Diana putting that locker on the roof. And also, you, you ain't seen me sell uh, drugs. Well, all, all you saw me do was put something in there. Was facts. there hand to hand? Who did I sell it to? Do you even know that I'm connected to, like, how do you prove that I was Well, they said drugs? they got her on possession with, attempt, with intent. Y'all don't got me on possession. I didn't catch me with drugs on me. They got on tape. Yeah, that's not possession, though. Pulling out her book bag? What you I'm possessed saying? it. You can't. What what you did possess it. What, like, I don't think that you can watch a tape of somebody and then be like, oh, we got your own possession. Like, you got to get arrested and actually have it. Possession is nine-tenths of the law, right? Yeah. Y'all arresting me with nothing. Yeah. Now, you can say. Uh, well, I guess the intent comes from putting it in a secret locker on a roof. Yeah, but I don't possess it at this time. Yeah, now, you, you can it. give me. You can. Regardless of why I don't possess it, I don't possess it. <laughs> like you can be, you can, you can try to get me on a, a attempted trafficking or whatever the fuck. But like, well, who's gonna buy it? Who's the customer? Yeah. How did did I make money off of it? Like, I beat this shit the fuck up in court. Well, where they tied it together, and I missed it the first time uh, that I watched it. But where they tied all these niggas together was the brick she had on the roof, the shit from the Jamaica Ave Boys. After all them niggas got murdered by the Russians, they went to the crime scene and found more drugs. And the shit in the bottom of them fucking coffee cups that they found, because little uh, Angie Valdez's nephew, who they still haven't acknowledged is Andy Valdez's nephew, he went through dressed like a bum and fucking went through the bottom I missed of the that. You remember that scene where it was like a bum looking through the trash while Tariq was standing right there? That no. was Angie Valdez's nephew. No, how do we... Oh, uh, 
Sax girl. She was like, she was like, when dog went to the scene, found the coffee cup, pulled the shit out the bottom. She was like, the drugs residue from the bottom of that coffee cup matched the shit from the Jamaica Ave Boys. Saying, how do we know that this is Angie Valdez's nephew? Oh, it's just the same actor. I don't know if the character oh, is, I'm but like, it's the same actor that played past son in season six. Okay. So I, I, don't, I don't know that they've said it. Or like that he they could just be fucking switching characters. Oh, I on do nigga. remember him. Yeah, though. them weird ass eyebrows. That's how I remember dog. But like it's funny because people on Twitter keep saying, like, wait until they reveal this. But I'm like, I don't know that they will. I really feel like they just kind of well, I mean, throwing dog it? into a brand new character. I don't okay, know. He the nephew, now what? And nigga, wait until they reveal the only thing power can do to shock me is bring ghost back. It's, it. it's no other reveals that I'm waiting on, dog. Um I'm like, y'all think Lauren being alive was a shocker. Wait until James St. Patrick walked back into court. But that said, they tied all these niggas up because dog went down there and pulled the fucking coke off the little coffee cup. Once he pulled the baggie off, all was ruined. And now the Rico is up, nigga. And then they tying all the drugs from all these different locations to the fucking attempted Lauren murder, nigga. So now you niggas is triple fucked. And Sax just put all y'all niggas on the floor, dog. It's really wild, bro. Um, Speaking of Sax, man, you think meth going to try to kill this nigga? <laughs> Go to manscaped.com. <laughs> enter code TWIC for and 20% take care off. Your free shit. And take care of your sack. With the 4.0, not the 3.0. Um, do you think this nigga uh, Davis is going to kill Sax? Because Davis already got a body. And now he going to find out next week that Sax is the fucking mole, bro. Yeah. Like, I might got to get... Sax been shit about to die for like 50 seasons in a row, bro. Sax living across two different power shows is actually insane, if we really being honest. He's kind of getting geeked this week with, with uh, Chin Strap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. She got a fucking uh family gear, that shit. Yeah, she got that giggity. Um fam. She got cussed the fuck out. And that's the first time in power history that I said, hey, get your shit off, Sax. He was going off on her, dog. That nigga said, No, we can't chill. I ain't doing this. He almost called her a nigga. <laughs> he sound like <laughs> Kanye talking to Sway. Ain't no chill. <laughs> Ain't no, ain't no hold up, dog. Hold up, hold up. Ain't no hold up, dog. <laughs> yo, chill. Yo, that niggas, that nigga Sway was mad as fuck. I ain't never seen Sway that mad. That nigga said, "Cause Kanye, Kanye said, don't let you talk." That nigga said, "What you mean? Ain't no hold up." <laughs> you ain't never seen Sway break his cool. He really didn't break it all the way, but like it was enough to be like, "Yo, dog." You like what? What? What are we doing here? Yeah. That nigga said Nigga asked you what you doing But I did He was like It might not have been On the same level as you it But I did my stuff. <laughs> What's the name of your Clover line We don't, we don't know, know. <laughs> yeah, That's my favorite Shit of all time oh, Like man. that We don't know Is the greatest clip Of all time nigga Cause nobody knew The name of Sway Clothing line nigga That's <laughs> called <laughs> Sway <laughs> My dumb ass Look first time I seen I had no idea First time I seen That interview My dumb ass Gonna say LRG <laughs> <laughs> oh man I, I really thought that was Sway clothing I used to fuck with LRG back in the now, day Them niggas had some hoodies <laughs> Like They did dog Sorry Sway My bad Oh man <laughs> We still don't know though. <laughs> We don't know And it ain't no Ralph though It ain't Ralph level <laughs> 
Yeah, don't tell me my shit ain't Ralph level, dog. <laughs> oh, shit. What's funny, Kanye argued all that and Pastel never came out. That was awesome, nigga. Anyway, yo, I don't love how Effie be talking to Tariq. Not at the, the secrets out. Like, I don't like when people do you run. This is gaslighting. Or like, bitch, I thought you were so in love. Fam, how now I'm a whole ass nigga? Now, I do say this all the time, man. She about to give Kane some pussy. That's a fact. Buns um, is coming. We predicted it. Yeah. Uh, but I always say this. I don't want nobody to love me too much. Okay. Like, because love and hate is varying degrees of the same emotion. That's a fact. And the people who, like, love you, 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 when something go wrong, that equal amount, it turns into hate. Yeah. And that's what's up with Effie now. Now you mm. really, now you hate him. Like, nah, mm. give me a regular amount of love. Yeah. Not that super duper 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 love because some wild shit have happened and you be hating me that much and I don't, I don't need that. Yeah. Yo, man, we got a lot of voice notes to get through uh, for this latest episode of Power. So I do want to make sure we touch on all of them. Um, yo, man. My man, D Greatest. D Greatest showing West love Coast. from Cali West Coast. What up? He sent in a voice note. Let's see what my dog talking about, man. Uh, download. Boom. And Jay, it's your brother from the West Coast. Yes, sir. The greatest from South Central. Man, I just want to show you guys nothing but love. I did not get a voice note in for Snowfall. And I think everything that has been said has been said. Mm. You know what I mean? I just want to show you guys love for for so many people, for all those voice notes, the connection you have across the nation, mm. I know you feel the love. I know you guys feel the love, and I just want to congratulate you guys on the job well done. Oh, oh shit. He well greatest with the setup. With the sound you know effects. Man. My yeah. man. Yeah, I'm giving you guys your roses now. Man. Continue doing what you're doing, man. I know it's not an easy job. I know it's not easy going in every night and doing what you do to bring the content to the people. But as your big brother here on the West Coast, man, Snowfall brought us together. But all your shows brought us together. Mm. We look for Snowfall for content, but we got a whole lot of content with all the other shows, man. So once again, man, congratulations on your 300 and more episodes and we tend to listen to you to you more. Amen. Love you guys, man. And I'm just so I'm just so glad that and I'm just looking at it from from a from a from a another point of view of how you guys are bringing all these people together. Mm. You know what I mean? That's deep and that's dope. It's your boy from South Central, man. The greatest from South Central, man. And I'm out of here, man. West Coast, man. Peace Appreciate you, bro. Yo, that, was, st- that was dope. Man. I stole Franklin thing. Now. I do this shit all the time. That little <laughs> I'm like, I got, I'm keeping that with my nigga Franklin. Um, shout out to Macho. Macho said, man, every week I just want to talk about uh, <laughs> stuff. Yo, man. I'm like, yo, wait. So as soon as I get back in town, um, we doing the video only episodes. And uh, it's lit. Yeah, yeah. We, um, we still fucking with Snowfall. 
Yeah, Snowfall is Snowfall will never die at this week in culture. That's just a fact. It is what it is. Y'all. But we're gonna do a little bit differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It ain't it ain't gonna be exactly what we gave y'all before. We're gonna switch shit up. Um and we're gonna talk about a lot of them uh, a lot of the moments that came up as we we talked about the whole six seasons of Snowfall. So shout out to that and shout out again to my man D Greatest. That was dope, bro. Appreciate, Appreciate you, you fam. Um yo, next up. The homie Samara, Samara, pardon me if I'm pronouncing that incorrect, but she said- um, <laughs> You her name like we got Ronika name right. No, and that's TV. a fact, nigga. Um, she said, if I don't hear my voicemail played, I'm unsubscribing. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Yo, long time listener, first time caller was the subject, and she said if she don't hear her shit, she out of here. So guess what, Samara, Samara, we in the building. Let me know how to pronounce your name on your next voice note, too. Hey y'all, it's Samara from Dallas, by the way, South Carolina though. Okay. Okay, I've been listening to the pod for a while. I'm trying to think how long. I don't even know at this point, and I always say that I'm going to record one of these, and I don't, so here I am, because honestly, this season of Power Ghost has been really good. Like, it's been exceeding expectations. I'm shocked because it's kind of been worth the wait, but this episode in particular, I definitely laughed way more. She sounds really, really nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a really nice person. <laughs> like, she sounds like a really nice person. Which is why I don't understand why she threatened to unsubscribe. <laughs> Yo, if I hear my voice note, I'm out, niggas. But she said it so nice. Like, I believe her. <laughs> like, I'm glad we played it. Like, anyway, I'm sorry. She oh, sounds man. really, really nice. That was funny than I should have. I don't know where to begin, but it's fresh as on my mind. So Drew and Gordo, I just feel like I can't believe that car in the background is my dog. Um, I just can't believe that Drew was crying and needed to be consoled over Gordo. Like I get it, they were childhood friends, but I feel like he was crying more because that was his nigga. Weren't you just crying over Everett? Facts. Five episodes ago, and didn't you and Gordo just get together three episodes ago? Mm. Picking up the gun off that etch a sketch picture of him was way <laughs> too much. They did too much. I will say I like this season how the storylines like they're starting and they're stopping. Like we're getting to the end of things really quickly which i appreciate but that relationship felt so microwaved either that or drew is a bird because (laughs) how you fall in love with somebody who don't even want to spend the night with you oh he's so embarrassing that's besides the point um also i'm glad they had lauren's hair curly this episode as a woman hey yo i was just wondering how is she getting them so Hey, hey, don't stop sending voice notes in, please. Yo, yo. <laughs> please continue. Samara. Can you this please? Is, this is black excellence, stuff. <laughs> you, can yo, you please continue? I'm glad they had Lauren hair curly this Because <laughs> as uh, a black woman? <laughs> <laughs> so what's funny is she started it saying, I laughed way too much at this episode than I should have. <laughs> I'm laughing way too much at this voice note. This is fucking unintentionally Keep coming, hilarious, please. dog is when she's supposed to be in Whitsack. Like, you talking about that lady didn't leave you with nothing but a can of Spam and I guess a flat iron because her hair looked <laughs> phenomenal. So I'm glad they had it back in its natural state. Really, I'm realizing I'm just the female eye and I'm noticing all these little things that are just, it's giving two plus two equals five, just like with Kane. Anyway, I'm also wondering, like as a 27 year old young professional, 
what the hell are they paying Kiki at Weston Holdings? Maybe like knowing that she was kind of in on everything by the end of the episode makes more sense because if her and Brayden were supposed to be fucking in her apartment, I'm sorry, how do you live on the 30th floor interior design? I was so confused. Like (laughs) Kiki can't be older than allegedly, supposedly 25 max, right? Because she looks like she's Brayden and Tariq's age, but she's making all this money kind of crazy to me um anyway those are just my thoughts that had nothing to do with the episode but <laughs> stuff that truly could not get out of my head anyway i love the pod um i'm hoping to become a mainstay like all the other people i listen to every week but like i said i've been meaning to record this for like over a year and haven't so this might be the first and last time y'all hear from me <laughs> damn yeah yeah. Don't just keep sending them. Yo, Samara, I don't even love your goodbye. <laughs> Cause she didn't even say like, all right, talk to y'all later. She was like, no, nah, this is the first and last time you're gonna hear from me. Bye, nigga. That's unfortunate. Yo, Samara, that was a fucking excellent voice note. Um, I really appreciated it. You could just send them directly to me. I mean, I was like, <laughs> yo, yo, I'm yo, <laughs> yo, yo, go to manscaped.com Enter code TWIC for twenty percent off and free shipping. Um, Get him for the man in your life Who also plays a mother Because he's a single father (laughs) Since y'all do that shit I I know a couple single fathers out here They they deserve something for Mother's Day We 100% doing a Mother's Day Manscaped B-roll Alright Like that's happening next week Yeah (laughs) Like it's coming Y'all know the vibes Pause (laughs) Facts Um Yo, Samara, that was great. Thank you. Uh, our homie. Yo, what she, her apartment is so dope because they skimming money. Niggas <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like a Ponzi she, scheme. She in with it with Unk, too. Like, like, she like, at the top. Y'all niggas just that good at this shit? Yeah. And when did they get Tariq's, uh, when did they get Tariq's uh, inheritance? Because in this episode, she said, one of them said, Brayden said, like, Tariq's inheritance was in there. So, did he say Tariq's inheritance? Because I always thought the little like extra money he had her fudge the numbers on was um, hey. Lorenzo Insurance. Yeah, but yeah. he, 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 he said, said Tariq's inheritance. Oh shit! I'm like, when did that happen? I don't know, but Reek is looking more and more like you might not see this fucking uh, well, I mean, trust fund. Nigga. I mean, it's on brand because something happens to the to the to the trust fund. Now he has to sell more drugs to. Yeah. To cover up something or Here's the thing Tariq will never not Be able to not sell drugs That's just Yo this episode That nigga told Lauren Yo We can't fucking Cause she was like Yo Reek If you didn't try to murder me Like why don't you just cooperate with me and like we just fucking tell on all these niggas? And that nigga was like, no, nah, we can't. Cause he was like, if we don't get shot up, they just gonna put us in Witsec and we'll never be able to live the life we wanted to live. I said, this nigga think he goes. I'm saying, being wet sick, nigga, now you all together. Damn, you get a free house, a job, and a new name, nigga. And then sell drugs wherever you go, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> like, now you're protected by the government. Nigga, out in Nebraska, <laughs> like, uh, don't look I'm like no drugs out here. Nebraska. Like, damn, let me get some drugs out to these bitch. All right, man. Uh, my man Kente sent a voice note in. Kente, what up, man? I always love when you, uh, <laughs> when you write already. in. Because I know what he finna say. Jay, and what's up, fellas? This week in culture, man. So I'm weighing in. I know it's been a couple of weeks. I'm finally caught up on uh, Power Book of Ghosts. Yes, sir. I, I'm enjoying it. You know, some of the same uh, critiques as last time I have this time. 
um, you know, in terms of the believability of it and all of that. But nonetheless, man, it's enjoyable. I think they're doing a pretty good job. I will say, you know, just to kind of weigh in, um, Monet, man, she's she's weaving the web. I like to see how this is all going to play out. Um, she's double crossing, triple crossing people, and you know, I don't know, man. This is going to be interesting to see how it plays out. She has a lot in the balance with the kids and all, and when they find out and put two and two together, that's going to backfire, I think. Hey, one of the things that's really hard for me to wrap my mind around is this whole Inspector Gadget rooftop thing to where they flash a cell phone at the bricks and they, they pop open. That's just not believable, man. That's just not realistic. That It just doesn't happen that way. That's cartoonish. So for that to be a constant thing that they keep circling back to every other episode on this rooftop with this brick that open and they stashing stuff, there's got to be a better way to stash drugs or money or valuables or whatever it is that they stash it. But uh, I kind of like the way the whole Kane and Effie uh, angle is playing out as predictable as it is it's still kind of exciting to see it unfold um, we know what's going to happen there and you know even with the little smirk that Effie gave at the end when she was reading that text message uh, well played by Kane you Who's know but uh, we'll see we'll see how things unfold a few more episodes to go so we'll see how they close it out alright fellas man y'all be easy I'm going to kick back and listen to the analysis of the other voice notes and see y'all interpretation of those voice notes and see what y'all got to say about the episode as well, man. Peace. Can take peace, bro. Um couple things though. Um yeah. I think I vaguely remember last season when they set them bricks up, it's a camera in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reads the barcode. Yeah, I think it even Because you like, remember uh, Diana QR. had stole Reek's QR code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She and took a picture of it and then went yeah. and opened the bricks. Yep. Believe it or not, that's not too difficult to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Essentially you just a four digit code or whatever the code i'm pretty sure that the, the code probably s switches to like a random number and whoever got the qr code you swap you you know boop boop and yeah. uh i think i'm a little more confused at because i remember why don't y'all just buy a little cheap apartment and leave the drugs in there i think so i remember effie or i'm sorry diana using the bricks when uh poppy was still alive and the nigga was like yo can you hold these for me woo 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 and she was like, I right, let me put these bitches on the rooftop because I can't keep them in the room with fucking Braden's sister and shit because it's hot. I didn't realize that Effie was also using the bricks. Like, too many niggas still using the bricks. So I just want to, I want to, just for my understanding. Uh huh. So Diana was selling drugs throughout the candy shop that they never showed. And she didn't get to keep none of the money. Mm -mm. Like, none of it. Mm -mm. Cause that's wild. You didn't even you didn't you ain't even keep book money. Well, you know what's even wilder is Effie's been selling drugs twofold. Effie's been selling drugs for four for four no, years, three no four, four years, five years. <laughs> okay, and she Effie has season, no tuition. Season four of original power. <laughs> she was selling dope, <laughs> like, and she don't have no tuition. If I'm Kane, I'm like, yo, I'll I'll pay this tuition for the semester, but like, we gotta sit down and talk about your finances, bro. The money that Kane gave Diana, why didn't you buy books with that? Oh, from when he uh, pulled up on her a few episodes gave back, gave her a stack. Yeah, yeah. 
And why you paying Effie shit? You ain't taking care of Diana. Somebody said that shit on uh on. You for sure had five thousand for books, bro, or three thousand, whatever the book money was. Somebody could have paid. I never bought that, but I don't see how Reek is buying Lambos. Braden and them getting special suits. This nigga Reek sold drugs for two and a half days and bought a new whip. And yeah, Lambo, Lambo, bro. I mean, the Lambo was the rented one, but he had a Benz. Or some shit. Oh, the BMW. The BMW. The BMW. Yeah, the black man walking. I remember the joke. No, he said I went from a BMW to a. I don't. I forget whatever the other one. He was like, "You ain't never had no BMW." Yeah, it was. I was. I was a BMW, a black man walking. Well, the nigga bought a Lux car and then rented a fucking Urus, and Effie couldn't pay tuition. <laughs> I'm not understanding why her drug money don't count, but everybody else got cheese. What you want to do with your life? What you trying to be a fucking veterinarian or some shit? Like, <laughs> come on, man, stop this shit, man. Yeah. Like you've already made more money than you than you ever gonna make at whatever job you pick. And apparently she hasn't because she don't have none. I'm really confused at her financial situation. All of their financial situation. And where was the Noma niggas at this week? Oh no, they ain't there no more. You see what I'm saying? Like they they just they do little weird shit. Power's always good for like making me not understand certain shit. Yo, how do Lauren here keep changing though? <laughs> I mean she bored in that bitch, nigga. With what? It's like the Ray J hat. Every I mean, scene. On and off, nigga. <laughs> I watched that shit on YouTube the other day. It was like, did they do this on purpose? No, it's it like one of the greatest joke? scenes. That is like an all-time legendary edit. Oh, man. Like, Ray J hat moved 10 different directions, bro, in one scene. And that's just love, nigga. Um, somebody said... Uh, Somebody said we asked <laughs> we asked for light skin Keisha to fuck, not rap. What was that? What was that? What was that? Maybe we gotta bring Mulatto out. <laughs> like, yo, bring Mulatto to the stage. Yo, fam. That was so confusing. And then the song, like, she in there talking about fucking black girl magic or whatever the fuck she was rapping about. I don't know. Yeah. I was confused. Yeah, right? poetry slam in this bitch, nigga. Yo, yo, all right, dog. That poem yo. was not lit. Yeah. <laughs> I used to hang out at the poetry spot on, at the Key Club on Wednesday nights. That Fam. shit was lit. Fam, that nigga Celine say, my heart needs forgiveness. Whole time he was holding the flowers, by the way, this which made said, it worse. You ain't just see what I said out there? Yeah, nigga, that's why. No, no, that nigga said, I expect you to respect me. <laughs> Yo, why he get so saucy on her this week, dog? Celine was in his saucy bag, bro. <laughs> Why she wearing that weak ass shirt, nigga? <laughs> like, fam, you wear Dior, you wear yeah. Christian, whatever, you wear they, Gucci. If you was at work, wear your work shirt. <laughs> You've been off for like <laughs> two hours, nigga. Got a polo with the buttons open. How you at the club with the fucking uh, Stansfield <laughs> polo? <laughs> and she basically like, I'm not even selling drugs out the store no more. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not even moving. Man, you got off a brick? Dog, you got off a brick. How did they go three episodes of Diana supposedly selling drugs out the store and nobody's like we never saw it? Like what was her? But d- everybody knows what was her d- right. And nigga, y'all leading me to believe I got that Celine. Candy. Y'all think Celine knew this and didn't fucking fire her immediately? This nigga hate crime. He ain't lecture her either. Come on, fam. Now, why don't you get your? Tropical ass off the goddamn freezer. That's what I want to Dog. Salim hate crime more than anybody I've ever seen in TV, dog. Yo. It's a weird looking nigga. 
I told you, you look like fucking Billy Porter, man. Um, yo, man, my man AJ from across the pond sent in a voice note. He said, um, big respect to you both for the incredible coverage of the snowfall finale. I don't care how the wider slash wider culture ranks snowfall. We know how great it was, and the pod will be there forever as a testimony to its legendary status. That is a fact. AJ, you ain't did nothing but spit bars right there. Um, also, while you got me on it, um, talking about not caring how the wider slash whiter audience acknowledges and ranks Snowfall, um, it's a lot of you blacks that I'm looking at real weird <laughs> for the way y'all talk about Snowfall. Like, I keep seeing motherfuckers say, "When does I'm on season one. When does it get good? Bitch, keep watching. Turn it nigga. off now, then. <laughs> Turn that shit off right now Yeah when does it get good When Yo, you fucking hit play nigga The dancing Bitch ass nigga Interview in GQ Amazing Okay And it proves That we was right on the money Do you know that Basically everything At the end of the episode Was ad-libbed Oh yeah I remember reading Like a day or two After the finale went off All the whole like Last scene Nigga was like the whole Damson going his crazy. First yeah. love. Yeah. Like all that shit was. Yo, yo, it. all that shit. Yeah. yeah. The fucking you ain't gonna win no Oscar. Yeah. All yo, that shit. That was so perfect, dog. And I can tell it was ad lib because that one scene where uh Leon was like laughing when they went across yeah. the street. Yeah, we we called that out. <laughs> Cause yeah. he was like, Because, uh, nigga, this is funny now. Cause Damson just going crazy, bro. And they, and they was talking about all the different endings that they thought about mm-hmm. man snowfall was great dog and i i just i don't know i really i question you if you don't understand how great that fucking show was. and apparently dog. they were trying to make franklin bad and unlikable but we never stopped liking him mm. it was like all right when we do this yeah this is gonna be they tried to make him a villain through season five and yeah. through season six but we never not it never no nah, dog I, it, again if they learn from og power he said when he, we ride with a villain we ride forever nigga. he said uh they was trying to dirty him up mm-hmm. he was like his words not mine yeah he's like it's hard to make him not handsome so that's what he said he they, he said that the, uh they gave him he he asked for the red eye and yeah. they made the teeth a different color okay so they can make him look like rough rough gave that nigga some grime yeah okay. somebody asked on the pod though on that, that voice note episode that mm-hmm. what do we think happens five years in the future though from that point is franklin still like that the whole nine yards we're going to answer that question on the patreon though yeah that's gonna happen that's gonna happen let's see what um my dog aj thought about this week's episode of power what up um what up jay what up bro it's your boy aj i hope you've both recovered from the excellent but exhausting uh coverage of a snowfall finale and editing that marathon voice notes episode um i might have a bone to pick with the good brother jay johnson i might do i'm not sure here we go um because when i heard the voice notes episode and i heard mine and name tags voice notes (laughs) sequence back to back at first i was like I see you, Jay Johnson. I see you, Jay Johnson, shaping these narratives and conspiracy theories. But then I was like, no, because actually it seems like you were playing them in the order that they came in. Uh, And if that's the case, all I can say is that the Alexanders of this world, we vibrate on our own frequency. So it is what it is. 
Um, and I am more than willing. If there's two people in the world, I'm more than willing to give the benefit of the doubt to it's Aunt and Jay. So we're good. <laughs> What's so funny? Pause right quick. Now, what can I say about this week's? Y'all sent y'all message, y'all emails two minutes apart. Yeah, AJ, that was not sequence. One came in at 4.44 and one came in at 4.46. That shit's crazy. But I did put them in the order that they was released. But, like, how y'all thought... Y'all got the same first and last name, but, like, it's one character different. Yeah. And y'all was on the extent... You on a different side of the world, and y'all sent this shit in at the same time, dog. Shouldn't happen Shit like crazy. But you want to know why it happened like that? Because y'all the same niggas. I mean... It's just... <laughs> it's only one answer. <laughs> Power Tariq. Um, well, it was definitely the fullest version of itself. Take that how you want. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they are ripping through storylines at the rate of knots. If, if they continue at this rate, we'll probably be done with this show by the end of season four. Mm. Fingers crossed, eh? Um, just to add to the Mary J discussion that you started uh, a few weeks ago, um, as to whether or not Monet hangs around in the show. Um, I mean, I think Monet has definitely underestimated uh, the intelligence and capabilities of her kids, Kane and Drew, and also Diana. Um, so, and also the, the, the pace they're going, like, I could, I could see her getting bumped off. On the other, because also I was, I was thinking to myself, like, is it possible to keep as big a star as Mary J. Blige on a show for five, six seasons, right? Um, but then, I remember reading an interview with her a few years ago, and she said, um, you know, she had a huge amount of backdated taxes still to pay that her shady ex-husband left her with. Mm -hmm. So I guess something like this is like a regular gig, so it's probably good for her financial health and stability. Um, so maybe she hangs around. I don't know. But any character who does the washing up in a Givenchy cardigan, you've got to keep them around a bit longer, right? Anyway, just some random points, because like Rob Silver last week, I'm going to let you get into untangling the weeds of this particular episode. Um, I definitely don't need another Salim Asher Freeman uh, spoken word poem. And to be perfectly honest, I don't need another Bruchandria rap neither. Um, I quite like this ruthless side of Drew that we're getting. Uh, literally sex and death in the same minute. Um, he dropped... Uh, Gordo, quicker than Michael B dropped Jonathan Majors. Oh, and did we actually see them dispose of the body? I can't remember because I. That's funny. That's actually funny. Michael B Jordan said, "Delete them pictures we was hugging right quick." Like, yep, delete them out your folder. Having that black boy joy. <laughs> nah, nigga. Yo, man, they trying to get Jonathan Majors to fuck up out of here. That's so wild to me, bro. He, he was chilling on top of the world, nigga. First back-to-back -back number ones in his career and all that. And then, nigga, you dead, B. Damn. I think in the short time he was in the shower, he would have had time to wash off uh, Drew's DNA, to put it nicely. Um, so that that could be a loose, uh, a loose end there. Uh, the good lady noticed the double standard uh, on the show that the, the a lot of the black male actors have to show their cheeks to camera whereas Braden uh, was given a sheet to preserve his modesty mm. I was like yeah probably or maybe he's just got pimples who knows uh, okay that's it from me 
Um, there's a lot going on in the show, but I don't have much to say. Like, I'm, I'm struggling, to be honest with you. Um, so I'm going to leave it there. I hope I've not wasted your time. And, um, uh, you know, let's, I hope it picks up for the, for the final, final three. And not, not, not the pace, but like the, quali the quality, you know. Um, yeah, so maybe it gets back on track. Okay, peace and blessings, everybody. I'm out. Peace. Peace, bruv. Um, question. Who's um, that? How do you like what they're doing with Mary J. Blige's character? Because I feel like other than the sneaky shit she does, mm -hmm. she comes on screen, yells some something about, oh, you're dummy, or rah, yeah. rah, rah, and then she's off screen. Damn. Like, it's very like... All Monet does is disrespect children on this show. It's like, all right, all right, we get she you. Told Tari <laughs> she told Tariq, I'm glad you stopped being a little bitch, nigga. Damn. Because I liked my girlfriend and didn't want her to die. <laughs> Like, Listen bro. to me, I'm smarter than you guys. Yo, I'm the late like that nigga Kane told her like you the one with all the bright ideas, nigga. Give us an idea. And to to AJ's point, all three of those children have grown so much. Yeah, they're a lot smarter than what they used to be. They're more ruthless than they used to be, and I think she still underestimates them. So I'm thinking now that we're starting to see some of the shit that. Kane is able to do We're starting to see Some of the shit That uh, Drew has no problem Going out And Drew Caught a body Then caught a body In the same minute Nigga Um We're starting to Even see Diana getting a little Drug selling off We ain't seen it But we heard about it Um I think they're Intentionally making Monet Kind of Underestimate these kids And make And outside our But they being real Obvious with it though when she doing a play, she putting a play down, she talking, and she normal. Mm -hmm. Other than that, she kind of like goofy and shit. Like she uh, is. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, I, I never noticed that before. Now, she's always been rough around the edges, but like. Facts. It's just, let me cuss at you and call you a name and get the fuck on. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't like that for her character. I feel like. What I do appreciate about Monet's character this season is we're seeing a little more ruthlessness out of her in behavior, right? It ain't just her talking greasy. Because for two seasons, we heard her talk like she the fucking baddest Jamaican Dandada around She was killing bitch. people, too. She was, but it was kind of like, like she in the moment. Flex, Alex, one flex on his show? No, that, no, was, no, that uh, was uh Jackie Long. Jack, what's crazy? You knew exactly. Yeah, what I was yeah, about. yeah. No, I knew uh, he was. They the same person in an, in an alternate reality. Yeah, I feel like Jackie Long in real life is like way more talented than he's like, a, he's been the allowed roles to, that he gets. Yeah. Cause like, I don't care what y'all say. Esquire is one of my all time favorite people. <laughs> like Esquire and ATL was great, and I feel like him like just his personality seemed like he should be bodying way more shit than he I gets. I wonder but. what some of these people do for money. Yeah, like on the meantime, in between time. Yeah, like what do Fredro Star do for money? Don't lie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, are you act are you actively putting out music? Are you in movies? Like, what do what do these people do for money? Vlad interview. I don't have it. He on Vlad. Yeah, the uh, nigga, wasn't that Vlad where he said Michael Jordan shaved his head because of Onyx? Oh, I might. I see it on Instagram. It might have been. I think though. that was Vlad. I want to say it was Vlad. Yeah. It could have been somewhere else, but I thought that was a Vlad. I saw it on Twitter actually. Yeah, yeah, that was one of my. Favorite things I've seen in 23 That was Well amazing. I be wondering like So stars yeah. from Yesteryear yeah. 
do they just got money left or maybe investment? I don't know, but I'd be wondering because like you, once you uh, you reach a certain level of fame, it's probably difficult to go back to working like a regular job. Yeah. So many people have never had a job. Mm-hmm. Like I seen somebody. You remember uh, a few seasons ago, um, dog from Cosby Show, Elvin. Yeah. Um, when he was they working at Whole Foods, took him a, a picture of him at Whole Foods bagging groceries and tried to clown him on the internet. He ended up getting a job from Tyler Perry like a day later. Then was also on the next season of Power, next two seasons of Power actually, as um Ghost Attorney. Um, they tried to do the same thing with the little boy from. Fuck, what show was that? Was that My Wife and Kids? No, nah, that was G from uh, New York Undercover. Must be a fat, funny kid? No, no, no. It, wasn't, it was like a, a nerdy kid on one of these shows, but I'm blanking on which fucking show it was. Mm. But one of them older black 90s sitcoms that was like popular then but didn't necessarily last a bunch of time. Um, one of the younger boys, but he was like the main boy in the family, he was working at like AT&T or some shit and somebody snapped a picture of a dog, did a side by side of whatever his old TV show was like, damn, niggas fell off. And I'm like, how y'all be mad that niggas just trying to work, bro? Like, yo, I had a hit 30 years ago, nigga. And like, I don't stop living just because the fucking show ain't making cheese no more. And I like, gotta work. What if like I make enough residual income off those things that I, I just need to work a little job to get me by. Yeah. The rest of my money is. I don't got to go do X, Y, Z. But you also get stories like Tatiana Ali, who is in nine million lifetime movies. But in addition to that, went to Stanford and did all this other like dope shit educationally. And it's like, I feel like we just kind of, we don't know if we don't see him in front of the camera. Yeah. What people is up to. He could be producing movies. He could be like, I don't know what. Yeah. and And I asked that question. Not to be like disrespectful, I literally Not at I, just, all. I just don't know what they've been doing, but um, I figure they do something to earn money because they, I assume they live, you know, decent lives. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested to see, um, you know, <laughs> if things work from home. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, if if that's the case, I'm like, oh, I gotta go. I'm yeah, work from home. Um, but to back to uh to Monet, so I like that her character is doing shit like. Her manipulation and her just kind of talking, Nick. You talked Gordo into doing what his mama wouldn't do, right? Um, then when he did that, but start talking spicy to you this episode and was like, "Fuck you, I ain't gonna stop seeing Drew," and you gonna shut the fuck up that I killed his dad. Okay, watch this, nigga. And then you used Mike from the Wood, my nigga Fresh, to get this Gordo body, like, and you was. Monet was making plays from like far away. Like, I ain't even know how far she was taking this Picked shit. Picked that phone up, sent that text yeah. message. Like, but she she set that Gordo play up from like five rounds ago, nigga. Like, Gordo couldn't have seen it coming, nigga. Drew ain't even know he was getting set up. Even though Kane did make a face when Drew picked that phone up and said, Yo, this tech, he, he killed Poppy. And Kane was Kane had a face like, where does phone come from, nigga? Like, it looked very like, nigga, what Monet just do when was, I ran out of here? The phone was vibrating. And he, like, what, what? who does that? Yeah, Kane had a very, this look convenient type fucking look on his face, man. Um, So, I don't know. I, Kane is on to Monet being shady, And when, when Drew looked at the phone, you ain't recognize the number? Yeah, how you don't know your man? Well, and I guess niggas don't know numbers by heart. So what made you go through his phone then? Yeah. 
Yeah. Like if you wasn't suspecting him of like what made you go through his phone? Yeah. And and see that text message. Yeah. Um, yo, man. The guy, third member of the pod, Rob Silva, sent in a voice note. Let's see what he thought about episode seven. Rob, peace to you, family. Hope you and your people doing well, bro. Um, not my Chase account. Here we go. What's up, fellas? Before I uh, speak on this week's Power Ghost episode, wanted to answer a couple of New York-related questions that uh, you fellas had brought up, both on the 1001 podcast and last week's Power Ghost podcast. As far as uh, the repast, or you call the pre-pass, before a funeral, well, my family, like the Tejadas family, are a traditional black Puerto Rican Catholic family. And we never had a repast with any of the services when my father died, both my, all four of my grandparents. When my son died last year, it was too much of a traumatic episode in our family for us to have any type of ceremony. He wanted to be cremated. He always told me since he was a little boy that when he passed, he wanted to be cremated. So we cremated him and that was it. We, uh, I gave ashes uh, to all my siblings and of course we have the, the majority of the ashes in our living room where my mother resides with me. As far as my father goes, the last real funeral that I attended 23 years ago, we had a wake. That was it. We'd had a wake before the funeral, and I'm thinking maybe the ride is fucked up, and that was a wake. Because from the episode that I saw, that looked like the same type of wake that we always had in the Puerto Rican Catholic tradition. Now, you also asked a question um, on the... A thousand and one podcast about apartment numbers in Harlem. Of all the apartments I've been through, both in Spanish Harlem, which is East Harlem, and West Harlem, which is which used to be known as Black Harlem, but uh, as you saw with gentrification, it is no longer Black Harlem. But uh, as far as apartment numbers goes, it depends. Now, in the projects, whether it would be the Lehman projects or the Johnson projects or the Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King projects, uh, the uh, Adam Clayton Powell projects or the Lincoln projects, you have your traditional 1A, 2A, 3B, 4C, 5D um, apartment, uh, apartment numbers. In some of the like tenements, both in East and and West West Harlem, if it's a walk up, like a five store a story walk up tenement building, it, it it could be only three apartments on each floor, and sometimes it would be five R, the right side, or five W, the west side. Or 5E, the east side. Or 5L, the left side. Or 5A, 5B, 5C, 5D. And some apartments, very few from what I've been to, have 100-01, First of all, 10-01 doesn't make sense because um, the building that they showed her living in looked like a walk-up. And there are no 10-story walk-ups in New York. It's... Six at the maximum, mostly five. Anything above five, I think legally through New York State or New York City law, 
there has to be an elevator in the building because of the elderly living in a building. Okay, now on the power coast. Man, this show's good. I mean, it's gone from bullshit. There's still some bullshit in there. But, I mean, I was very intrigued by the storylines with the Ponzi scheme that they that looks like a... Uh, the corporation is going to uh, brand uh, uh, Brayton's family is going through Brayton's uncle. I'm, I'm liking this motherfucker. He's a corrupt motherfucker. When the when the when the season started, they made him look like he was the good guy in the family. Nah, he's the brains behind the entire operation. Uh, Monet, man, she was phenomenal. This is the best episode Mary acted yet. She was tremendous and Mary looking so look. The three most beautiful women on the program, in my opinion, light skin Keisha, that ass is spectacular. Mary, the ass, the face, everything is spectacular. And Effie's a pretty girl. Effie's a very pretty young woman. I, I don't know what her ethnic background in real life is, but she definitely looks very Puerto Rican on this show. I'm going to sit back, listen to what you brothers got to say about the show. Talk to y'all soon. <laughs> Rob's a wow Yo um, Appreciate you as always Rob You know the vibes um, Wait Not uh, The actress who played Effie Now she From Topeka, Kansas That's wild um, She was born I was trying to see if they had anything about her ethnic background in here uh, How old is she? She is 26 So her and Reek can make out she got um, one more year. So, you know, my, my, my cutoff age is half my age plus seven. Okay. And okay. That's 27 and a half. So she's yeah. not, she's too young for me. Lauren is 30. <laughs> right on time. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, like I said, Diana is a whole 28 out here. Nigga. Well, Diana kind of worked. <laughs> facts. Facts. Um, Hold up, man. Then let's go ahead and uh, see what my man D Sky had to say about this week's episode, yo. D Scott, what up, though? This week in culture, finally, a pod for the culture, by the culture. What's happening, baby? How you boys doing? Uh, I really enjoyed this episode of Power to Read. There were some funny scenes in here I want to touch on. Like, Monet telling Tariq, why you acting like a little bitch? Come help me with this fucking plan. <laughs> hey, that was, hey, he needed to hear that shit. He was over there pouting and shit. And then, like, a couple seconds later, she telling him, y'all niggas need to get out of here. I need to talk to Tariq. I'm bringing standard and then Kane told my son, oh, you a nigga too? <laughs> that big ass smile on Brayden's face. <laughs> Stupid ass. <laughs> but, all in all, it's a good episode. Uh, a lot of shit's going down. Turns out, uh, Celine was a fucking uh, wolf in sheep's clothing the whole time. This guy's a gangster. He's and really he may catch a bullet next week because he threatened to, um, how do you say, uh, rat on Diana for selling drugs and then she gets caught. Yo, D. Scott ignoring the big rig uh, dispatch. <laughs> it's Manscape big. It's, it's Manscape on the other line. Yo, man. 20% Manscaped off. 20% Free off. Where, where they going to send the package at, though? You on the road. Yo, yo, D Scott. I know you need the Manscape 4.0 joint. <laughs> while you on the road, you're not getting your grooming on like that. It's in a carrying case, my G. Come on, man. It come with the and it come with performance briefs in case you need to fucking switch your briefs out in the in the truck. 
nigga. We know what's going on on the big rig vibes, nigga. Manscaped.com, code word, T-W-I-C, Twick for 20% off and free shipping. Back to you, D. Scott. If he's on drugs, it's not a good look for him, even if he doesn't have anything to do with her getting arrested, you know. But, hey, he got a little aggressive with Diana. Like, I thought he was about to do something to her yeah. when she outed him for having that fake name and shit. So we'll see what comes up on that. But the problem I have with power is, or the power universe, these niggas get rid of a body like it ain't nothing. Like, god damn. So you kill Gordo, and the body just disappears like nobody's ever gonna find it. Like, come on. Like, it, whatever. But all in all, this is good, um, some good scenes. Um, one thing I didn't realize was that nigga that was flirting with Monet was uh, Mike from the Wood, Mike from North Carolina. Um, I remember y'all uh, talking about him the first episode, but I wasn't paying attention. I didn't catch it. I was like, man, that nigga look familiar. Now I see it. Now I look at him closer. Like, oh shit, that's the homie. Um, but well, Drew thinks everybody killed his poppy. If you mention his poppy, you think you, could, you killed him or something. But, but I think Monet don't want to see her kids happy with anybody. She don't want to see Diana with Tariq or anybody else. She don't want to see Drew or Gordo. Like, goddamn. But, <clears throat> Tariq fucking bribing a DEA agent out of his uniform and body badge is some very unbelievable shit. But, hey, it's power, so it's whatever, you know. But, one thing I've been wanting to mention for the last couple of weeks is. That fucking young DEA agent, the one that was in all the scenes getting on airtime, supposedly, that's Angie Valdez's nephew, uh, Paz's son. I've been uh, seeing that going around, and then looking back at Power, I think that is the same character or whatnot. I don't know how you're a DEA agent that fast, but, hey. But, it's good to see that Sax finally let his ball drop and is uh, bossing up to a white roller. But I think next episode they say he's gonna um, out himself or whatever as a double agent, triple agent, whatever. So, but uh, it's good that uh, we finally see um, Method Man's brother get out. But I wish they would have showed a scene of him in the uh, parole hearing or whatnot. Uh, is he slow? Because he doesn't seem like he's all the way there, if you know what I'm saying. Like, he seems kind of like. What, uh, your voice favorite term on the spectrum you know <laughs> but um I can't understand why he's mad at Davis like I spent all the years in jail so you can make some of yourself and you're trying to be a corrupt ass lawyer so hey but uh next episode some fireworks jumping off I don't know if they're having that two week break like they usually do but man I can't wait that's boring I only have like one show during the week to watch. But I've been watching some white excellence lately. So I'll let y'all fill y'all on that no time. But anyways, I'll holla. And y'all already know in D Scott fashion, he came back with the follow-up. This week in culture. Man, I'm about to pull a D Scott. Oh shit, wait, that's me. <laughs> but um one more thing. Uh I didn't see Westing Western Holdings being a Ponzi scheme. I didn't see that coming. That's way out of left field. But now fucking Tariq's money's tied up in that shit. 
um, maybe, I'm not sure if uh, Kane gave uh, Braden the money that's tied up in it. So now Braden's about to catch some heat from both ends because your family done fucked over both of our family's money or whatnot. So, shit, Braden's first body might be his uncle or uh, his black girlfriend because <laughs> I thought she was cool as fuck, but so now she's just a shady. And I hear, I saw on uh, Power Reddit that they knew Braden coming in would start selling drugs, so they set it all up to show them people in the open doing coke and take them to the club, watch them do drugs and all that. So maybe that was the plan the whole the whole time, like, you know, playing the long game that Braden will fuck it up or, you know, do what he was doing back in college, you know. So that's another plot line, you know, for the show. So the series comes up on that. And I've been thinking, I would really like a, uh, how you say, a Tate show, a Lorenz Tate power show. That'd be cool to see, like, power go within the politics sphere. You know, they would have to, you know, get, like, different writers, you know, for a show like that. But that'd be kind of cool to see, you know, something besides drugs, you know. It'd be like a House of Cards or, um another political show but anyways I'll holla D Scott I appreciate your enthusiasm but, but look power will never do anything like house of cards nigga never uh, I was talking about that over the weekend actually like man I'm glad I'm I'm fucked I'm mad that Kevin Spacey went full creepo lost his mind bro cause like that fucking show was the house of cards was brilliant man. and Kevin Spacey as an actor was brilliant like bro listen though um nasty fuck I don't like what they doing with Tate okay um because I just think they wasting talent I mean now every week what's the the it's a bunch of funny quotes every time he say nigga. He got to drop a little nigga on Tariq every week. Yeah. yeah. And like, so they'll have him doing something random and then be like, all right, then, well, little nigga, give me some money for my campaign. Like, mm-hmm. all right, the first couple of times is funny. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like, can we? It becomes a shtick. Yeah. Can it's we give him shtick. something else? I I, I heard uh, him say that uh, he believes like British actors. He fears there's something going on with all the British actors getting like the spots and shit like that. Yeah. And it's like a own purpose thing or whatever. And I'm like, y'all gotta do something different. Mm-hmm. Maybe take a different role or like I don't I don't I don't know what to say. And this this whole instead of black Americans are not getting the role and the like, oh so now everybody now you love America now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he said, um, I feel like Hollywood believes there's more value in British black actors than they do in black actors. And I think a part of it goes into that, oh, they have an audience over there, so they translate internationally. I think that Hollywood is in love with the UK and all things British. And so I feel like the black American actor is, you know, I see what that decline is. But, you know, we're here. Um, But I love the collective. They killing it. Okay. Who played the queen of Wakanda? Angela Bass. Is she African? Yeah. She ain't British. 
Oh, yeah, but yeah. no, she American. She she's a black I mean, American. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Like, I got you. We do this shit all the time. Yeah, like we're white actors. Yeah, yeah, I got play you. Egyptians or or all this other shit. Like yeah, we do it all the yeah. time. But like these motherfuckers is acting their ass off. Yeah. Now, I I would I, I'll be tempted to to go down that rabbit hole with you if they weren't fucking amazing. Yeah. And the only reason. You know they not from here is because they chose to speak in their regular accent. Yeah, you didn't know fucking Idris Elba was three seasons of The Wire to know Idris Elba was British. I did not know it, and then he it was like an Image Awards or something. He presented an award. I was like, what the fuck? We seen the last three people that was down to to play Franklin. It was mm-hmm. one Brit and two other. Yeah, no disrespect to them. It's no fucking way they was touching Dan some Idris. Yeah, it's just it's just not a. It's, it, I'm sorry. And here's the thing, man. Um, because there not are because he's from the UK. It's just he can act. There are some amazing American black actors, right? Um, my my man Paperboy from Atlanta, for sure. Like an amazing actor. Shout out to Brian Tyree. Um, he got a new show coming on FX that looks really fucking good and just interesting. Um, he's a great actor, right? He American as fuck. Jonathan Majors, no, he dealing with some shit, but he a great actor. He American as fuck. These is all like Yale school of drama actors. What's so funny is it's easy from saying over like so I, I I listen to these two guys over there uh podcast shits and gigs. Uh-huh. Uh I wonder if AJ if you listen to that shit. But them niggas hilarious, right? And I be hearing them talk about all the shows over here. Yeah. Like they be talking about save, they was talking about Save by the Bell and Full House and Power yeah. and all these shows. I'm like, yo, where y'all shows at? Yeah, because if American television is all they've been watching their whole fucking life, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they want to be a fucking actor in America. Like, why the fuck wouldn't I? I listen to y'all accent for t- like, can you can you imagine that if all the television that was over here was in a British accent? Speaking of. British black actors. Do you watch uh, Top Boy? No, I don't like the name of it. <laughs> Couldn't get past it. Um, cause I they, heard it's really, really good. Though. So I've heard it's really good. I tried, and I'm like, somebody who watches Top Boy, explain this to me. Um, were there like two iterations of it? Like, did it come out and then they like revamped it and it came out again? Because niggas be asking me if I watched the new Top Boy, and I'm like, Ain't it just Maybe they got a new night. season or something. Well, the the season that's being a trailer just came out for the fourth and final season. But like when season one of this current iteration came out, niggas was asking me if I watched the new Top Boy, and I'm like, ain't it just one Top Boy? And they made it seem like it was some other shit. Depends what kind of weekend you have. Pause. <laughs> yeah, man. Manscaped.com. Uh, code word TWIC for 20% off and free shipping. They don't know who um, they sponsor. Yeah. No. Yo. Yo. I need y'all to really go buy this shit because it's the only way they're going to stick with us. Yeah, man. Because we going to fuck this shit up. Um, but no, man. I um, I um, Here's the thing, right? For me, and I've always been like this, I'm... You know how when a biopic comes out and people always like say who they want to play different people just because of like they look like certain people, right? They don't ever give a fuck about can that nigga act though. My whole thing in life, biopic, I don't care what role, can the person act, bro? Because if they body the role at the end of the day, this is all acting. You pretending, bro. My nigga Daniel Kaluuya can act his fucking ass off, dog. My favorite actor currently. In real life. In real fucking life. Daniel Kaluuya can't do one project up here that we're not showing love to. Like, it's just not happening. 
Okay. You British as fuck. What you, what you want me to do with that information, dog? Like, hey. it, it is what it is. Yo. They grew up on you, though. That's a fact. Like, they, from, AJ can tap in, uh, I forgot dog name who, uh, who was eating on that plate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's fucking that food up, and it sounded like he was lighting up, too. I heard the lighter. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. Like, Wait uh, until the sun goes <laughs> But like from, from everybody I watch a, a couple UK I say UK Y'all Just over there A mm-hmm. bunch of people Across the pond On podcasts On YouTube joints And they always be talking About American shows And I yeah. be like Do y'all have Anything as popular As these shows over there And if not We got some fucking nerve That a couple of them Make on a show over here One They hold fuck. I assume yeah. a large part of their entertainment is coming from us. Yeah, like they can have that. They can easily say, "Well, what? Uh, 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 Americans have too many shows over here. Our British shows aren't as valuable. Whatever the fuck." Like, man, when they in that motherfucker, you when you go to a fucking audition, act your ass off because the best person getting this role. That's it, man. End of the day, that's literally all that niggas want. Or at least that's all the ant one. I just want to see the best fucking actor who auditioned for this bitch. And I say that to say, nigga, why'd you take this power job if this the role for you? Because this not about to get you another uh, uh, a serious role. And here's the thing, uh, Lorenz, because I don't, I don't Lorenz, disagree with what Lorenz Tate said. I just think it's a it's a lot of different ways you can frame this, right? For me, I'm looking at Lorenz Tate like, yo. The dope British actors that we love, the Damson Idrises, the Daniel Kaluuyas, um, shit, even dog from All American, uh, who, my opinion, has the best uh, American accent of all the British actors, by the way. But all the fucking dope British actors that we love and admire and, and award and reward, yo, guess what? The niggas is also taking iconic roles. Lorenz Tate. Tate ain't an iconic role, bro. Tate on power ain't the role that's going to put you as a black actor back into the forefront of black actors. So, Lorenz Tate in Minister Society when he was 17 years old. Mm-hmm. Lorenz Tate um, in Dead Presidents. Lorenz Tate in Ink Why Do Fools Fall in Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lorenz Tate in Love Jones. Mm-hmm. Like, them is roles where it's like, all right. Yeah. But not this power shit. This shit on power ain't the role. For this to be your, like, most consistent role in your career. Like, this is like, yo, this what you've been doing for the last, like, six years, bro, is power. And this has not been the role for you as a nigga who I know is a great actor. Was my favorite actor for a long time. This ain't the role that I look at and I say, yo, this is, like, career defining. I don't want this role to be career defining for you, Or that one shit that came out on Netflix that you got shot and didn't die in. We thought you was dead. Man on fire. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't Man remember. He made a. He made a. He was like a on a Netflix joint. Yeah, no, it was a Netflix movie. Let I think it was Netflix. I'm fairly on. sure it was. This deuces, deuces. Wow. Yeah, deuces wasn't the role. First of all, anything with Megan Good probably ain't the role that's gonna like elevate you back into the pantheon. I'm watching it though for sure. No, no, no. Shout out to Megan Good, but these don't these ain't pantheon elevating roles into like the black actor fucking like no, it's not happening. It's not your Mount Rushmore of roles. Somebody and I said I had made this comment on, on Twitter and shit. I mean on Instagram on their page and somebody was like <laughs> So the I said, well, they killing it. 
if they are better in the audition, what you think should happen? Somebody that I know in real life mm-hmm. said, well, we all know it's not just about a good auditions. It's optics and name recognition. That's Hollywood. Daniel, oh, name and recognition is that's Hollywood. Daniel Kaluuya first role ever. We ain't know his name. It was Get Out. No, it wasn't even in Get Out. It was in Sicario. Oh shit, that was Sicario. But that wasn't like fucking, it was nothing. He got this job yeah. over me. He like y'all didn't like, want that role, <laughs> nigga. But yo, jumping in this iconic ass Get Out, jumping in fucking. Or maybe Sicario was next. They was around the same yeah. time, dog. Um, about that twenty sixteen ish. But like, I don't know, dog. Like, I I feel like they're just. Dog, we just got. It's finished. not a lot of great roles, and you niggas is y'all got to work. You got to audition. You got to kill it. And they young though. I'm young and I'm hungry. Yeah. And you know what? You think we should give it to you because you black? I'm not finna go into my two B slander, my my B movie slander. I'm not finna go into none of that shit. That ain't the point I'm trying to make when I make this next statement. A lot of American black actors, not all, but a lot, are not. Trying to go and take these classes and be on Broadway and be on off Broadway and do all this shit that a lot of these other fucking actors, these greats have done in their career, right? A lot of these niggas ain't going to Yale School of Drama. They ain't going to Wayne State School of Drama. A lot of you niggas is like, yo, I can make some money real quick on Tubi right fast if I do this bullshit ass movie. So I'm going to write up a bullshit ass script, get a bullshit ass camera, do some bullshit ass directing, and then we're going to throw this shit up and I'm going to say, yo, black actors ain't getting roles like that out there that's what a lot of these young black actors is doing they're not putting in the work y'all ain't getting you a real agent and getting in front of these real scripts y'all out here trying to make a fast buck and you taking fast buck roles what's so funny is i won't even put this on black actors because i don't see just a lot of excellent acting in movies in general Mm. white ones too that's a fact and it's some white British McNulty, the motherfucker from England, it's not yeah. England, Scotland or whatever the fuck he. Yeah, from. I think it is Scotland or Ireland, one of them lands. It ain't just it ain't just black film. Yeah, the world is global. Yeah, we don't gotta just pull from people who physically live in New York anymore That's or physically lo- live in L.A. anymore. Yeah, nigga, this role is open for anybody who wants to apply for it. Yeah, and I'm not turning anybody down. And, and guess I just what? think it's reductive and pinning. More black people against each other for no fucking reason. And I just want all you... Because here's the thing, right? If I'm a fucking uh, a young black actor and niggas come at me and say, yo, I can put you in this really popular show. It's on stars. Get a, a billion views every week. Like, it's great. It's going to do a lot for your career. Oh, what is it? And then it'd be like season two of BMF. <laughs> Nigga, this ain't the role that's going to elevate me as a black actor, bro. If anything, actor. Yeah, this might stain my fucking acting career the way that season two went off for BMF. So, yo, man, a lot of these niggas from wherever they from, they coming in, they doing very methodical shit, and they trying to get roles that are fucking great. And, yo, man, I wish all the young black American actors we're going after these same roles. I don't know enough to say the British actors are taking all these roles because because they hold value. Because so it's 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 really reductive to say oh they only got this role because it's that they got a big audience over there. Oh, so you think niggas going to the movie just because he was in it? Oh, this person is from Britain. 
Everybody, let's go to the movies. But here's the thing, though. Even that point is kind of counterproductive because, yo. That's what movie stars is about. Not even just that. It's a lot of niggas who got their roles who are American black actors because they was a fucking name with a big audience. I don't know that light-skinned Keisha is on this show for any other reason other than light-skinned Keisha had a million fucking people on the gram who fucked with her well before. Like, she ain't study acting. You know what I'm saying? Like, this ain't her craft. And everything that she say is what a fucking attitude. It's a it's a snap back with attitude. Mm-hmm. Like other than that, like literally, think about every time she speaks on this show, someone says some. So you mean to tell me that? Well, it's the same shit that you just said about Tate. Tate's character this season specifically, because he wasn't this bad in other seasons. He'll give you a quip or two every once in a while. This season, it's all yeah, little nigga hit my cash app. Like, damn, nigga, I. Right. Okay, but it's like, fam, you running for city council or governor or mayor or whatever the fuck you running for, I expect a little more fucking discourse and dialogue when you speak, bro. It was more intriguing when you had some... Yo, Lamar Tate not only had a way more interesting and way more valuable character on this show, he also smartly got the fuck on. (laughs) Like, all right, I did that. It was fun. I made a couple dollars. God bless you, man. Like, anyway, yo, back to power. Um... Yo, this week's episode was good. It was kind of... They did a lot. Um, Drew had to kill Dog, but I do think they got to that a little faster than I expected. I didn't think that an episode later, Drew would figure this out. So do they family turn on Drew and just know it's him somehow? I feel like they got to. I don't know how they're going to know it's him. I I don't know how they'll get to that, but I feel like power's going to make them get to that. Because they just stopped beefing with the Russians, so who else killed them? Yeah, man. Like, yo, that whole scene where they took a fresh head to the Russian nigga. Like, relax. That was, that was which power one doing some Which one of y'all shit. cut his head off? Come on, fam. And when? Like, and when? Kane, you cutting people's heads off? When? Because who else on your team? <laughs> Come on, fam. Mary J didn't do it with the fucking uh, Fendi jacket. She ain't do that. Like, So who you think cut the head off? Oh, I feel bad for Fat Boy who got gunned down, though. Oh, at the beginning? Yeah. Man, that was fucked Niggas up. Niggas got fucked up. Yo, like, dog, I get you trying to send this text, but I don't get why you trying to send this text, nigga. Shoot back. Fuck this text, nigga. Uh, Kane ain't coming to save you before this text go through. I'm confused as to why Brayden cares about this Ponzi scheme. Because you're doing something shady. Like you are literally running a criminal enterprise. So another nigga running a criminal enterprise, you you have no moral high ground or authority to to speak on this. Now, if your worry is that you think is you guys are going to get caught and fuck everything up. That's also with drugs, too. Well, here's the thing, Brayden. If anything, you're putting them at risk. They've been doing this shit for centuries. Nigga, according, this is long money that you come from. You bringing these fucking drugs in the coffee cup, y'all already got caught, nigga. One, one undercover DEA agent came down here dressed as a bum and figured out your whole operation in the bottom of this damn coffee cup. Like, the shit you doing is small change. What your uncle and your dad got going on, that's long money. And it's the reason that they've been successful at this shit. And now, y'all getting in trouble is potentially going to blow their spot up. Yeah. Because feds come through there and find that secret room with the shredded papers and the cookbooks. Braden, this is your fault. It's crazy. 
And you kicked out of the family when these niggas go to prison. And y'all ain't got no more cheese. Yo, these niggas lose billions if they catch fucking uh, Braden family and them doing this shit. They go negative. Man. <laughs> we got to pay money back. Man. Forget lose money. We going to lose money and have to pay money. And we Man. go to prison. Yeah, dog. Yo, I see why them... Not to be insensitive I knew but what, I really do get I knew something Wall was going to happen be killing themselves I had some A feeling that something Was going to happen Between Brayden and old girl Because the episode Opened up with him Smashing her Well Because you're not that. You're not a, You're not an important Enough person Even though you're Brayden On this pod To have a sex scene Well Shout out to Brayden For just bringing Sex scenes back With an attractive woman In it Um Because Reek got three girlfriends And couldn't Get a scene off Um But we knew something with old girl Kiki was going to be a thing because she, for the last two episodes prior to this one, she had a little moment where she kind of picked up on some shit, right? When they went to, to Italy, Braden dropped his phone. She picked it up and saw the crash course shit jumping off on his shit, which we forgot to mention on here. So I'm glad they took it somewhere. Um, and it's also not surprising that she was working this closely with his uncle because to this point, she been seeming like the damn VP around that motherfucker. The way his uncle be like, yo, Kiki. Remember she was Boom. like, when she walked him around, like, apparently, I heard there's a whole floor that no one's no one's about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the floor yeah. y'all do y'all evil shit on. And, Kiki, why you even say that when you knew what that floor really was about, you know? Like, don't even bring that up. Because soon as Brayden hear a nigga after hours, and then he see a nigga come through with a bag of shredded paper, and now he looking for the magical floor. But what do you do? When it's your father's company and his brother is fucking with his reputation. Mm. Your loyalty is to your father, right? Yeah. Well, we're also under the assumption that, because did the uncle say that the dad don't know? Yeah, he said he kept it from him. Okay, he did specify that. All right, well, shit, if you Brayden, dog. Because, like. Because here's the thing. There's no way you could tell your dad. Every, the company goes under if this comes out. Yeah. So there's nothing to really tell, because when you say that, you're basically saying, dad, sorry, but. Company's gonna fall, bro. And all of our money and everything. So yeah. this coming out too. So because Black Elon Musk is gonna be like, it's a lot of shit to go down in, in the last three episodes. Facts. Um, because they gotta bring him back. Yo, what Tariq? He he told Effie, yo, you want back in the gang? Give me that picture of Noma and her daughter. What he gonna do with that? You gonna do some facial recognition? What you gonna do with the picture? Because he like, I'm trying to get us from up under Noma. How is it? She know she posed for the picture, bro. Like, she know it's there. <laughs> it's a painting, and it's up in the wall. Like she literally sat for an oil painting, bro. She know what's up, bro. Nigga, get yourself underneath this Rico and murder mm. case. Mm. Um, this well, nigga, I can't, I can't catch a murder because she's well, not dead. True, true. <laughs> this nigga Reek. Um, why is he like so heavy on trying to get Lauren? To like forgive him and like be cool, bro. I mean, she know you didn't try to murder her, dog. Learn fine. I'll probably <laughs> fix it too. Like my nigga was like begging, no, dog. That nigga Reek was like, "Yo, Lauren, please call me back, please. Like if if you don't do nothing else, just give me a call back. Uh, my number is three one three. Like that nigga was begging Lauren to get the fuck back with him, and I didn't understand the energy because I'm like Reek, nigga. You got two of them out here that like you, bro. Now, one of them tried to kill your old thing, so she probably ain't the one you start with. But Diana is, like, cool, and y'all just smashed last week. So you and Diana can kind of rock from, like, scratch. She ain't got no dad now. 
So, like, you can, like, really kick it, and you ain't got to worry about her pops not liking you. It's a whole bunch that you can do with Diana right now, bro. She sell dope, too, so y'all relate. Like, it's a thing. Just broke up. You Come know what I'm saying? Man. Yo, yeah, I mean, Coochie be the availableist when it's just broke up. Like, and she fresh off the breakup Ask with Hillary. Celine Mache, nigga. Yo, Hillary got in a hot tub with dog. It's crazy. Bacteria Come on, man. A football player hot tub you got in there? Listen, man. Come on. In any event, it's been heating up. I'm interested in seeing how these last three episodes go. Yeah. If they leave us hanging on some cliffhanger shit. Because if not, they got to wrap up some of this shit immediately. Yeah. um, I don't love that this Lauren shit looks like it's about to extend into next season. I thought we was going to get some resolution this year, but the way they shaping it up, it looked like she about to go into WITSEC to the trial or something like she going to maintain her WITSEC. But there was a clip. I saw a clip on Twitter that shows Effie looking in a car mirror or like a car window reflection. And then the window coming down and it's Lauren. It was a clip on Twitter. I don't know if that's next week's episode or like, one of the final episodes, but it looked like Effie's at least going to find out Lauren's still out here and alive Effie and well. Bust bro. nothing. Yeah. Yo, Effie has zero bodies right now. She talking, talking all that shit to Brayden. And you got just as many bodies as Brayden do, fam. Yo, man. We're going to see what's up with Power next week. Um, Appreciate everybody who sent in a voice note. Go to manscaped.com. Enter code TWIC for 20% off and free shipping. Get your nuts cleaned up. Um, Reek, you got three girls. Get your nuts cleaned up. Kanan, you trying to get some new coochie from Effie, man. You finally got her. You paid your tuition. You know what? It's probably time for you to get your nuts cleaned up. Um, And yo, man, Drew, you just lost another boyfriend. No, you about to get back out here in these streets, man. Get your nuts cleaned up. Manscaped.com, code word TWIC for 20% off and free shipping. Until next week, I'm Ant. That's Jay, episode 309. We out. Peace.